here. The good, the bad, the ugly. Monday morning quarterback presented by Walker Injury Lawyers. Ed Norris, what's good? The cheetah. Tyreek Hill, he is a big day yesterday. Six receptions for 163 yards. It's 27 yards a catch or reception. Um, he also went into the locker room for an IV, by the he, way. Not only that, <laughs> after the touchdown, he does a backflip. Yep. Did you see that? It has a camera. But, yes, that's what he's getting. He, he records a video when he's doing it. Of the second quarter, back to throw Sua. Looking, fire shoots on the right oh. side. He's got Tyreek. Touchdown, Miami. Someone in the end zone in the NFL t-shirt hands him his cell phone. He takes it, does his trademark backflip, and is recording a video while he does it and gives the phone back to the guy. You know, it's funny. I read it. said it's his personal social media guy. Really? Yes. Well, he, the, the other, his is a social media guy in the end zone. Yeah, some it's some kid <laughs> that contacted him on social media and was like, "Hey, can I shoot some videos for you?" They met up. He started shooting videos for him. The kid's really talented. And he said, "You know what? You're gonna follow me around and just videotape everything I do now." You're kidding? Yeah, the kid makes like six figures doing it. Somebody had the funniest wow. line said, "The NFL is gonna use that video after finding Tyreek Hill <laughs> in a commercial later on." <laughs> What's bad, with Mike Preston? Bad, bad, bad. I, man, I, I, the, the 49ers lost to Cleveland 19-7, and then Philly lost to the Jets 20-14. to And, you know, people say, well, why is that bad? I like teams to challenge the 72 Dolphins and try to go undefeated. I want them to go to undefeated because I'm tired of seeing Mercury Morris on TV always complaining <laughs> about, oh, we're the best team ever. We went undefeated 17-0, and won the Super Bowl. No, I, I like perfection. I like when teams can put it together and, and go unbeaten and challenge other teams to beat them every week. It's exciting to watch, and um, I, I was not happy to see those two teams lose. The problem is, Mercury, Mercury Morris is right. I was just going to say, happened. you like perfection. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> I know. I just got tired of hearing Mercury Morris. And then Don Shola, and I actually had Errol Morrow in that club, too. I love Mercury Morris. He played had to reline the field every time. <laughs> he went to rehab, hurt his nose. <laughs> <laughs> it's a minor character flaw. He likes the way cocaine smells. Was, was, it, was, it, was it minor? Jeremy Conn, what's ugly? Yeah, I was told, uh, stop thinking you're ugly. You are ugly, but stop thinking it. That's what happened with me. But, oh, you want this play? You want Joey Baloney? To play him, Joey Baloney. Go ahead. <laughs> Coming up on the two-minute warning, Beja lets it fly, but it's a duck and it's intercepted. Byron Murphy picked it off. Yeah, that's uh, Tyson Bajan, who I knew nothing about, and I'm sure some of my draft Nick friends are going to give me a hard time. Out of nowhere, by the way, this like when when Justin Fields went down, I said, "Man, who is the Bears' backup?" And the guy goes. Tyson Bajan. I think like, you made that name up. That's not a person. <laughs> what are we talking about? He's like, in the game here to help you with the... You bet on the Bears plus three. Here's Joey Baloney. This cat comes in. And I mean, look. He threw for 83 yards. He completed a bunch of passes. That sounds like a Brooklyn name. Every, not really his name. Yeah. Uh, one, one give it to him. And Joey Baloney. Why you really call him does, that? Actually. He likes Baloney. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was off his back foot that he threw. He fumbled. He lost a fumbled. He a fumble. He threw a pick. 
Um, he got sacked once for 10 yards that took him out of a spot where it could have helped. And I'm not trying to knock this kid. You know, I just didn't expect him to be the guy coming in for the Bears. But, again, they don't care if they win or lose. But that was ugly to watch. If, even with him trying to keep him in that game, just an ugly scene. And as Mike pointed out, I think the we were all kind of texting on our group chat. Like, it's not as much fun now. Like, the, uh, the NFL, like, we're seeing a lot of flags, a lot of craziness. Like, I didn't think Kyle Hamilton should have been thrown out of the game. I was fine with the penalty. Um, I watch more egregious stuff happen in other games where they're not thrown out. I, You know, it's just, I feel like the NFL, the product is a little eh. I was, surprised. Be more. I was surprised that he got chucked out. I, I, I understand the penalty, but I, I've never seen that before. Uh, it, like it was malicious. Like he, I, I still, I just watched the video of it and he's got his one arm extended and the other one's coming up. Yeah, yeah right. I just don't, I don't see it. Here's what John Harbaugh had to say about it. Yeah, I mean, it was helmet contact, so I, I understood the flag. Uh, the ejection uh, wasn't explained to me on the field. They didn't know on the field. Came from New York, I guess. So they'll have to explain to us why. That's not something we've seen before. That's a new one as far as I'm concerned. That's what they go. do in London. Different rules over there. It came from New York, Still though. Still called New York. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, there's not different rules there. You were joking? Yes. Oh, okay. He got thrown out for knocking over a dustbin in Shaftesbury's. No, that's not why. Because he, he launched, right? I've seen more. like the. He didn't launch. I don't, I don't think he did either, really. I just, I don't know. I, look, it, it, it's hard for me to sit here and talk about what we see on an everyday basis when you're like, that's a penalty, and there's no flags, and all of a sudden you're celebrating a touchdown, and then 15 seconds later, all of a sudden a flag magically pops out of someone's pocket and falls on the ground. I don't think the games are fixed. I'm just saying it's frustrating. A lot of late flags, too. Yeah, tell the fans what you're doing. If you're if the eye in the sky is adjusting it, let us know. That's all I care about. 410-583-1057. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. This is Monday morning quarterback presented by Wonkin Injury Lawyers. Ed Norris, Rob Long, Jeremy Kahn, Mike Preston. Baltimore Ravens win yesterday in London in the uh, football game that turned out being a, a battle. Ravens led with 18-3 at the half. Ended up scoring six points in the second half. All six of those points were in the fourth quarter. Mike, why does this team struggle so much in the second half? That's the million-dollar question. You know, I start looking at adjustments. Do teams make these adjustments on the Ravens and they ha- they don't have a counter? I-, I don't know, but it's happened for the last couple of weeks where their offense runs up big numbers, especially in the second quarter, and then they just disappear. Um, so that's what I, I look at. Are, are these teams making adjustments and the Ravens don't counter because there's nothing else to – actually sit back and look at it. I mean, I don't think all of the team is just going into this brain funk. The the, the entire offense is going to a brain funk in the, in the second half. There's something there. It has to be logical. You know, guys, I'm looking at the hit now um, with uh, Hamilton Kyle hit. Hamilton hit. And you may not like the, the answer to this, and that's fine if you don't, but I think the optics of, of uh, Chris Moore – struggling to stand up had a lot to do with the decision. It could. Because, you know, we just came off of that horrific hit last year where mm-hmm. someone almost died on the field, even though that wasn't a, you know, just I think I think this is one of those things where if the NFL is honest with everyone, they would tell you Chris Moore struggling to get up. The optics of that has something to do with, with, with throwing him out of the game. And, again, I'm not saying agree with that or not, 
But if they're honest with themselves, I, I bet you that has something to do with it. Because I forgot how how bad it looked with him trying to get off the field. Four ten five eight three one zero five seven. That's the number. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show uh, on the fan on this beautiful, beautiful Monday, Baltimore on in October. Uh, get your reaction at eight thirty. But on the other side, we'll take a look at Lamar Jackson's day. Solid running and passing the ball. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Jackson's gonna get it. Two. Jackson throws. Deep ball. One. How far we can go this season, the sky's the limit, um, as I've been saying all season. But we have to finish in the end zone. We need to find a way to score points. And I believe that's what's slowing us down. We, we drive the ball down the field, no problem. It's been happening every, every game. But it's the red zone part, the black zone. We need to find a way to get punch it in, and we'll go from there. They've got to find a way. Um, you know, I, I guess identifying what the problem is is step number one. No one is half the battle. Um, but they've got to fix it. That's something. That's a part of their game they have to fix because you can't beat. You look at this schedule moving forward, and Lamar Jackson's a big part of that. But Preston, you've got the Lions. The Lions score. They score a lot of points. Uh, you got the Bengals. they got an opportunity to put up some points. The Chargers. You've got some teams, Preston, that's going to put some points up. Then later on, you got the 49ers and the Dolphins. You got to figure out this red zone issue. It can't become. You can't start bleeding with that. You got to put the ball in the end zone. No, and and that's why I said Harbaugh got a game ball because he knew Tennessee can't play. They can't score. But now it changes, and 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 you got to get a feel for the game. So you know what's coming up, and we know what's coming up. Well, then you got to open it up, and you you try to attack a little bit more, and and that's the goal. But yesterday. That, that Tennessee team was not very good offensively, and uh, the Ravens had a handle on it. But down the road, you got to take your shots, you got to take your opportunities, and you got to score touchdowns. And, and if you get into the postseason, the same thing applies because if you play a, a, a Kansas City mm-hmm. and even Buffalo when they're on, and certainly Miami, you're going to have to score touchdowns and field goals will not win it for you. Your thoughts on uh, Lamar Jackson being a part of the solution to those red zone bowls? You know I, mean? I mean, it could be, but he's also got to make the right decisions too. Um, I don't know what the call, what, what the call was supposed to be on that third down when he got bumped back and he ran into the line. What, what were we doing there? What, which was was he supposed to go left? That's the way the blocking scheme looked. Like there was a hole to the left, but again, he's got better vision than I'll ever have back there. Um, I, you know, I just didn't understand some of it. Like the red zone, you get there. And you have the best kicker in the game, but it's not something like people have been screaming, oh, take the three, take the three. Yeah, I agree, take the three in certain situations, but I just don't understand which direction they're going. Do you want to be an analytical team? Do you want to be an analytical team sometimes? Like, because there are certain things that make sense. Like Arthur Smith yesterday in the Atlanta game, down 14, scores, goes for two and misses. That's what analytical coaches do. Are we gonna? Are you going to continue to do stuff like that? Because it feels like they go on fourth down, then they say analytics said it. They should have went for it a couple of times, in my opinion, on fourth down, down near the red zone. But um, that's just me. I, I would have rather seen him be more aggressive, even though it's easier said than done to look at it and say, hey, you could make more plays because they had in the whole game. So I, I, it's just it's rough. It's rough watching this team when I think they could be so much better than they are. Uh, we talk about being it's first and goal. And in those situations, they ran nine plays. Only one of them was a passing play in today's NFL 
you got to be a little bit more closer to 50% than that. It's got to be 50%. And you've got to be more creative, too. This whole, you know, running between the tackles wasn't wasn't working. And that was the only – they I thought they played to Tennessee's strength. That was one of the few things Tennessee was good at was stopping the run. They're terrible <laughs> at stopping the pass. So why do you play into the teeth of that defense? Yeah. And it didn't work. And you weren't going anywhere. I mean, your running backs did nothing yesterday. So let's do more of that. And why, in the name of all that's holy, is Mark Andrews not on the field in the red zone? He was out for an entire series. Maybe maybe they had a talk on the side. I was like, they stopped this 10 times. You guys think they can stop at 11? There's no way they're going to stop it in 11th time. They got it. The, oh, my God. Who's really your good. best red zone receiver? <laughs> Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews. Why is that on the field? At least that was a decoy. Right. Like, right, just put yeah. him out there. Make how, him account for him. How about it when you run it that many times? How about a play action pass? I ain't making Buck Andrews no decoy. I'm throwing it to him. Yeah. Decoy, <laughs> decoy my ass. <laughs> Can't do anything when hey, you're on the sideline. We're throwing to number 89. <laughs> Stop him. You, you see you see the Chiefs use Kelsey as a decoy? No. We're throwing to mm. that Hall of Fame tight end. <laughs> He's yeah. running a short seam route. He'll be right there. <laughs> Come on, man. Sometimes you get too cute. Sometimes you overthink things. Don't, I didn't get it. Don't overthink this. Don't over. Don't be. Don't be afraid of success. Yeah. Mark Andrews inside that that area works. There's two things that was you have Andrews, who's your best red zone receiver. He's as near as automatic as he gets. And if you want to run, have your best your best player run the ball. Have I kept, fake it to Gus up the middle. Have Lamar go. A little bit to the outside. I kept saying quarterback outside. power. Quarterback yeah. power. They never, That's all. They never ran the quarterback power down there. Nope. Not one time. And that was what I was saying. Like, he's the best player on the field right now. Let him run it in. Well, the one time they did try to run him a little bit out to the corner, but they, they got stoned. That's too far. That's why I said and, quarterback and, power. And he got cracked. You know? I mean, I just run him off the edge and let him decide. Yeah. You know, do you want to go? Don't you want to go? And I, and I can live with that. You know, because your, your your best, most explosive offensive player has the ball in his hands. And, and and I'm really not concerned about him throwing the ball. I want him out on the edge as a runner. There's a possibility of being a threat. That's it. Let's go to Eli Parkville. What's up, Eli? All right. We don't have Eli. We're ramping back up. Is that Manning? Yeah, that's yeah, our guy Eli. Calls from Parkville all the time. I saw Rob get excited. I thought it was oh. his idol. <laughs> no, if he calls, he would have called me on my phone. No. No, he'd have text me <laughs> and said, what was the be, number? He wouldn't be calling you guys, man. That's not, that's not, that's not play around with that. He would text you and say, Peyton needs his foot massage. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard those two guys? Jeremy would say, I already did it. <laughs> with my mouth. No. Wow. Look, so, listen. Always got to wow. go one step what? further. Uh, really? What? That was too far? No. No. No, I was just going to say, <laughs> those two guys busting each other's chops are hilarious. Did you see funny. when he... Who sent it? Did somebody send it in our group chat with the Eli had the gigantic Peyton with the, I did. the yeah the head yeah, with the, the head. forehead that was about eight times too big? I, it was it, great. You, you you just gave up the surprise. What? What did I say? What do you mean? What did you say? Want to have one made? Oh, it, with no, Rob's head. Nobody needs to know that. <laughs> I didn't give away that surprise. How would anybody have known if we were going to have one? How would you even get that in the building? <laughs> 
You know what's sad? Before I even have a chance to get one made, he's going to have one made with my ears. It's just going to be this <laughs> tiny little head with these big ass no, ears. No, it's going to be like a Jeep with the doors open. He's going to take that picture. Or I'll finally get a bobblehead of me made. It'll be bobble ears. That'd be hilarious. Shut up. Yeah, I'll Shut, up, that. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> AFC North report at 845, but on the other side, we want to hear from you. 410-583-1057. Ravens win 24-16 over the Tennessee Titans in London. Your thoughts right here on the fan. Taking your phone calls, 410-583-1057. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show, Monday Morning Quarterback, presented by Wonkin Injury Lawyers. Let's try this one more again. Let's go to Parkville to get Eli. Eli. Hey, good morning. What's up, man? How are you? I'm all right. So I'm with Ed when you guys were talking about the Marcus Williams uh, pass interference call. I feel like if the ball was out of play for the receiver to get, but there was kind of contact and the receiver did get touched, the defense, the, the defense should be able to go for the ball. And I, I think the refs are just making it unwatchable now. And I'm starting to feel like I don't even want to bet on these games because they just dictate you, the way you, the, the game goes. You're talking about the pass interference call. Yeah. All right, let me read this to you. In American football, at all levels of play, high school, college, professional football, any tackling, holding, blocking, bumping, or touching of a receiver, unless within five yards, before he catches the ball, is considered pass interference by the defender. But don't we see that when players get, like, when they go for the ball and it's the jump ball, I'm and just, then somebody comes in and it gets hit, and then the ball pops up in the air, it's the same thing. I'm, I'm just reading the rule, man. I mean, just, I, I'm just reading the rule. I'm not making it up. You left out the last part, though. What is the last part? All defensive players or eligible receivers may try to catch it. When a defensive player catches a forward pass inception, some action defined as pass interference may be overlooked if the defender is attempting to catch the ball or bat the ball rather than focusing on the receiver. If you're looking for the ball, mm-hmm. it's not P.I. He didn't He didn't hit the receiver. He was trying to knock the ball down or intercept it, and he has that opportunity. See, that's where, where we differ because I thought, for, I thought 100% he hit the receiver before the ball was there. He, he, you can if you're going for the ball. Before the ball is there? Yes. You don't have to give him a chance to catch it. How are you going for the ball if the ball's not there? <laughs> the ball's not there. <laughs> you were te- How's the receiver going for it? He's jumping. You and see what's the, the defender coming. doing? He's going for but it. But he's already ahead and up. So how, yeah. how are you going to get the ball unless you go through him? You, or if you're able to leap over top of him and pull it away. You don't have to. You can. He made contact with his shoulder. So I'm not... I'm not on either side here because I'm fine with the call either way because the because of the contact in the play. Um, but I understand what you're saying. I just don't think it's that example of two guys fighting for the ball. Yeah, I think one guy beat him yeah. going up and he was late. And we're both him. going up the high point the I'm ball. I'm going to go rewatch it. If we, if we go up the high point the ball, the ball is there. We're both going up for it. You bump me. It's you. But the ball's not there yet. So you impeded my motion to get to the ball. You can't do that. Cool C and Timonium. What's up, Cool C? Okay, I absolutely hated going for two in the second period. It mattered. Take the one point, go up 16-3. to three. That was The onside kick wouldn't have mattered later. We were up by eight instead of nine. We were up by 11 instead of 12. That point mattered late in that game. Why are we doing it in the second quarter? I don't understand this analytic craziness. Now, second, the roughing, the passer call. I don't know how these linemen are supposed to be acrobats. Tackle a quarterback and then leap in the air off of them because that flipped the game. That would have been a fourth down punting from the end zone. It's 18-3. to three. We're going to get the ball by around midfield, and that flipped the whole game. Right after that call, uh, that's when Henry runs for 40 yards or whatever, and they're back in the game. <clears throat> These officials are ruining the game. I've never heard the officials on a Sunday over in the, in the booth 
overriding officials on the field like yesterday. And they made some horrific calls that cost the, the 49ers. They missed a field goal, but they shouldn't have come to that. That, hey, that call of their roughing the receiver was terrible. And then it cost the Giants what, what, the last – What roughing the receiver? What, what game are you talking about? I'm up to catch the ball. Okay, I, I, I he's all over the place there. Um, this is my take to anybody who has a problem with the rough in the passer call. If that's Lamar Jackson, what you want the call? That's it. And the reason why you would want the call because that's the call. You you're not you're not wanting the call because you're making it up in your head. You're saying it's rough in the passer. You're saying it's rough in the. You want the call because you've seen that call. You can't, you can't just argue calls because they don't go your way. That's the game. I don't like Do I like it? It's not about whether you like it or not. It's not a bad call if that's the game. It's a, is it a bad rule? Let's call it that. Yeah. But call it a bad call. No, it's the right call. You just don't like the rule. And that's that, that's exactly it, right? Like you, you don't like the – I don't like the rule either the way it's set up, but, but I get it and I understand why they're doing it. But, again, if that had been Lamar – and you had Simmons land, like tackling him like that, and he lands. Everybody would have been screaming, "How is he not getting that call?" Yeah, I, I do agree with and cool, cheering once he got it. Yeah, I do. I do agree that Cool C was right. Like the refs have been, whether you want to say it's too many flags or however, like I get it. At some point, though, it just feels like we're stopping every damn play. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, there's only 11 minutes of action, actual action in a football game, regardless, right? It's a, it's mostly walking back to the huddle with the clock running. He did pile drive him. Come on, yeah. he, he did. It's a penalty. <laughs> but the thing, the thing I don't agree with. It wasn't analytics in the beginning with going for two. It made it a two touchdown lead. That's why they went for it. Um, and then, by the way, they got a penalty. They went to kick an extra point, and it got blocked. So I don't. Did you forget that part of it too? Because they, yeah, they they made it. Was that they yeah. made it. Yeah, yeah. They, well, they, it got blocked. But but the point is too. Like no, they made the two point conversion. Yeah, but it, it was, was a penalty. penalty. Yeah, so it. But then the extra point gets blocked. But the point is, it's not all about analytics because, like, the analytics would have told you to go for it on fourth down when you were – it was fourth and goal from the one when you had those opportunities early. Let's go to Zach in Pikesville. What's up, Zach? Good morning, guys. What's, What's up, morning? man? How are you? Yes, sir. Pretty good. Um, hey, man, I'm going to take the W. You know, good, bad, and ugly. Uh, that's just how we roll for the most part. Woke up this morning was like, we really should be 6-0, and like, with ease. We really could be 6-0 and with – pretty ease out here, but um, I, I, the call is calling in about the rough and the passer, man. I can't lie. I mean, I know it's the rules, Rob. Rules are the rules. Golly, man. The referees got too much involvement in these games, and it's not consistent. But that's not the, the ref problem. getting involved. That's the ref enforcing a rule. That's just like saying, I don't like holding. Okay, well, <laughs> the ref throws the flag, then it's holding. I, I, I You know, the ref... On the play that Ed doesn't like, the P.I., okay, that's the ref. But if I'm landing on top, I'm 300-something pounds, I'm landing on top of a quarterback, that's that's a no-brainer call. Yeah, that's the way it is. Hey, look, and even the Kyle Hamilton thing, I have a problem with the ejection. I get the flag because he hit him in helmet-to-helmet. They're definitely a flag. Yeah. But I don't think it should be ejection. It's all, I don't know where that came from. They haven't explained why it was the either. And they, they won't say it, but it's an international game. They don't want That's what I think people think, hey, this kind of violence happens uh-huh. in the game. I, I'm telling you, it's the optics of the receiver looking like he'd just been knocked I, out. I think this, uh, the real problem is what I think Rob, my, Rob and Mike about the fourth quarter fall apart. Just a couple of stats. They have 10 losses when leading entering the fourth quarter since 2021, most in the NFL. Yep. Eight losses with seven-point fourth-quarter lead since 2021, most in the NFL. Mm-hmm. 
Five losses with a double-digit lead since the start of 2022. Tied for most of the NFL. <laughs> Five. These are bad. Yeah. Well, and that's what I th- – this gets back to everything I was saying about yesterday's game and playing not to lose instead of to win the game. Yeah. And And that's why I go back and forth with this all the time. And when we get into the second half, it's like it becomes ultra-predictable and ultra-conservative. Yeah. Like, hey, we've done enough. We're okay, and then five times it showed you that you haven't. Yeah, and it's funny you say that because that's a great segue because that's what Ted in Baltimore wants to talk about. What's up, Ted? That was a great segue. <laughs> <laughs> I almost feel like putting down the phone now. But um, what the Ravens do, you see, they're super talented. So, you know, anytime we go up by 10, 14 points by the half, look at the Browns game. We were annihilating them. As soon as we come out, we throw out the playbook, and it's just – um, um, it's just run the ball up the middle. They just stack the box. It's three and out. If you noticed yesterday, we started to do the same dang on thing. And fortunately, I think there's probably, probably enough talk about us blowing that uh, Steelers game that um, uh, they got back on offense and started running the offense normally. Now, I will say, you know, after those first two three and outs, um, Lamar did throw a pick. But, you know, it's like they didn't. You know, they, they, they kept running the offense. In fact, they threw a little more than they probably should have. But that's what they do. It's like they get up by a couple, and then they don't run the offense. It's a bunch of three and outs. The defense gets, you know, stays on fields, gets tired, and then we blow the game. It's so simple. It's so simple. And like Rob said yesterday, it's a culture. Yeah. Stop playing to lose. You just said it. Stop, stop playing. I mean, stop playing. To yeah, to uh, to, uh, to not survive the game. Yeah, they they play to survive, and, and instead of paying to put you away, let's take one more. Severna Park, Rich. What's up, Rich? Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, man. Hey, listen. First of all, I'd like to say that the refs are actually dictating the pace of all the games league wide, and it's it's just terrible officiating. Um, the pass interference, and I, I appreciate your description earlier. What the description of what it is. But what is the defender supposed to do when he's sitting there in the zone and he's looking at the ball, he's watching the play happen, takes two steps forward to make a play on the ball, and the receiver runs into him, basically. That's what I've seen that happen. So I don't think that falls under the description of, of pass interference. Well, I think I think a lot of times with the the definition of what a defenseless receiver is, anytime a guy leaves his feet, you got to give him an opportunity to come down, or you got to hit him in that box. And even then, when you hit him in the box, I've seen a couple plays that haven't been called that have been just like um, the hit on Devontae Adams. Did you guys see that yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that popped up and ended up going for an interception. Basically, I guess that's I don't know if they ruled it an interception or fumble, but it was an interception. He got hit so hard, he never really got control of the ball. It popped right up in the air, and it was a clean hit. But sometimes it's I mean, this is the problem I have is we're talking about fractions of a second. When you start to slow it down over and over and over again and watch it, you're like, well, why didn't he do this? Well, then play it at real time and see if you see it. You know, I, I just think that's the hard part. But this this is where we're at in the league. They're trying to preach safety, and they're also trying to keep it competitive. And mm. this is what we have to deal with as fans. 410-583-1057, that's the number. We go around the NFL at 915 to pick out MVPs, two apiece. But on the other side, AFC North Report, Browns, Bengals, up next on The Fan. AFC North Report. One time for the city. The Browns. My city. Get up from the land. Tabor Pepper to Wisnowski, 41 yards away. Snap, hold, Jake has it away. He has the distance, and it is no good. Jake Moody missed the kick. And the 49ers lose. Just push it. 
missed the kick, and the 49ers lose their 15-game regular season win streak. And the Browns are 3-2, Jeremy Keller. Yeah, we talked about this on Friday. For whatever reason, coming off their bye week, Jim Schwartz has had success against uh, the 49ers um, offense with, with Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. Or he's had success against Kyle Shanahan, is how I should put it. Um, and, and it's funny for me watching the first drive of the game as the 49ers promptly moved right down the field and scored a touchdown right at the beginning of the game. But, um, yeah, the Browns battled back. During the game, Debo Samuel goes out. Um, you also had Christian McCaffrey go down. Before the game, there was a little bit of a skirmish. Guys yeah, what was that all about? I don't know. There was some chirping going on. And then Trent Williams, Mike, you'd love this. Trent Williams comes over and goes, nah, we ain't having this. I'm going to need everybody to stop. And everybody just <laughs> disappeared. But the other way, just kind of got out of it. So, um, But, yeah, there were some hard hits in the game. The weather was bad. And I'm kind of interested in Mike's take on this because Phil Dawson, longtime kicker with the Browns, said, I've never been at Cleveland Stadium. Said, no matter what, you cannot trust those flags because the wind swirls there and it's kind of crazy. Like, you'll see the flags like, oh, they're not blowing. And all of a sudden you kick the ball and it's like, and it just carries. You never been to Cleveland Stadium? No. You haven't lived (laughs) until you've been to Cleveland Stadium. It's right there by the lake. Yeah. So you get all kind of crazy winds coming in and out of that place. So he, he's correct. Yeah. You, you don't know which way it's going to go. You because just Moody's it. been a really good kicker. He was one of the best kickers in college at Michigan. Um, and he's been really good in the NFL. I think that was his first miss. He was very good so yeah. far. Yeah. I, I mean, for a kicker to be drafted is a big deal. Yeah. You know, so. He was the best kicker in college. Yeah. I, I just remember watching him in, was in he Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. So Browns get a big win, and now everybody's still alive in this division. Yep. Ed's going to take a look at that other team in Ohio, the Bengals. The Bengals. Who they think they're going to beat them Bengals? Fourth and seven from the eight. Geno Smith back to throw. Looking. Yeah! Yeah! The ball squirts forward, and the Bengals fall on it at the eight-yard line. That is Coffin Nails. Bam! 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 Bam, bam, bam. Well, you heard it first. Geno Smith's a squirter. And what? That's what he said. He had not a good day. He had 323 yards passing. No touchdowns and two picks. On the opposite side of the ledger, Joe Burrow only had 185 yards, but he had two interceptions. Excuse me, two touchdowns and one interception. Um, just much more efficient. He was. And this game was – no one really dominated. I mean, the stats are fairly even. The Seahawks actually looked better on paper. Um, but, they did, I mean, they had 381 total yards versus 214. 24 first downs versus 15 for Cincinnati. 34 minutes of possession, and they lost. So, the Bengals just, they, they won. They just had a win. Joe Burrow seems like he's healthy. He was running around a little bit. Um, so, if he's back, they can win, and they did win yesterday, and now 3-3. Three and three, um Right behind the Ravens. I mean, people, I think you, you can't count them out. I hope people haven't forgotten about them. I mean, technically, they're in last place because the Steelers are three and two with a bye. So, you know, percentage-wise, they're at six hundred, not five hundred, which is what the Bengals are. Um, but they're still very much alive in this division. Uh, Mike Preston, we were impressed with this division a couple of weeks ago. Have you changed your mind on this division? No, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, talent-wise, they're as talented as any division in in the NFL. Defense. Offenses that can run the ball can control the clock. Um, but the quarterback play has been erratic. You know, except for the Ravens. Uh, that's the one guy Lamar has been there consistently. 
But the rest of them, I mean, Joe Burrow has been hurt. Deshaun Watson, who, who knows what's going to happen with him, and Pickett has has a bruised knee. So you don't you don't know what's going to go on, but we'll see where it settles. I mean, it's it's going to be competitive. It's going to go down to the last couple games as usual, and who knows? Yeah, who knows is right. By the way, Deshaun Watson should be back next week for their game. They were saying that he still had discomfort pushing the ball downfield. Whether we want to believe it or not, I mean, he was cleared by the medical staff, but he should be back next week. You sound like you have some doubt. I just, I I mean, look, you just don't know. You get cleared. And I'm not saying that he's lying, saying he doesn't. You can get cleared and still have some discomfort. Hell, anybody's had a back injury, you can go to a doctor and say, man, this thing hurt. And it's in your head. No, it's not. <laughs> so, I've it's had people back. Tell me that. Yeah, it's back there. It still hurts. You know, all, all coaches lie in the National Football League about injuries. I mean, it's gotten worse because one, the media can't go out there and watch practice. You get your your twenty minute to to watch whatever to stretch, and then you go back in. But how many times have we heard, "Oh, this guy's going to play. He's going to play." Then he doesn't play. Mm-hmm. Um, even with Deshaun Watson when the Ravens played him, oh, he's going to play. He's not going to play. Then the morning of, oh, he's going to play. And then 90 minutes before the game, he's not going to play. Yeah, Brashad Perriman is going to be out for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, and then we never saw him again. Ever. <laughs> That's all we saw was in Tampa. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we go around the NFL without MVPs at 915, but on the other side, fight me. Sal for the post-game press conference with John Harbaugh up next on The Fan. Monday morning quarterback. 